Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Glory Room. I'm Prophetess Lou. I hope you all are having a blessed day. Let's get started with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for life, health, and strength. We thank you for loving us and taking care of us. We, we just thank you for your word, Father God. We thank you for allowing us to be in your presence. Father God, as we partake in this devotional day, help us get an understanding. Help us to be able to apply it to our lives. Help us to even teach it to others, Father God. Father God, we ask you to bless the ones that are reading it and bless the ones that are hearing it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Key verse of the day is 1 Corinthians 15, 56 through 57. For sin is the sting that results in death, and law gives sin its power. But thank God, he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. Topic, victory over everything. Affirmations. I'm going to say it and pause to give you time to say it if you like. I am a slave to Christ. I am trusting God. I am strong. I am unique. When Jesus died on the cross for our sins, he, he did so much. He, he not only gave us grace and mercy, he not only gave us eternal life, he's not only set us free from our sins, but but he gave us victory over sin too. I remember when I got my first job, it was at a video, video store. The district manager gave me the title of a manager of the building after being there for several months, but he didn't give me the keys. I remember this one older lady said to me, she said, why didn't he give you the keys to the building? I said, I don't know. I, I supposed to, I didn't know I was supposed to get them. She said, yeah, that's part of the job title. And so I went to him one evening. I said, Aaron, I said, when will I get the keys to the building? He said, when I can trust you. See, I wasn't granted access to the title. I, was, I wasn't granted access to the title, but I was granted just the access to the title, but not the keys yet because he didn't trust me. And he didn't let me sign off on things for the building because he didn't trust me. I had to prove he could. One of the most amazing things about God is we don't have to prove our worth. We don't. We, he doesn't wait to give us authority. He doesn't wait to give us mercy. He, he is given to us the moment we surrender our lives to God. See, people, we will always have to do things to prove to them. But God, but God we don't have to do anything but be his. Romans 4.15 says, for the law always punishes those who try, try to obey it. The only way to avoid breaking the law is to have no law to break. When we live a life based on legalism, we, we are setting ourselves up for failure. We can't live by the law. It says here, the law breaks punishment. The only way to avoid breaking the law is not to have one in place. And Christ told the law, God, Christ took the law and he did away with it. He was the ultimate sacrifice for us. A lot of times we find ourselves adding pressure to ourselves, trying to not to do certain things in our life. But all we have to do is surrender to God. He will take the urges away to sin. All we have to do is place our attention on God and not our desires. All we have to do is read our word and it will help kill the desires for us to fulfill the flesh. Romans 7, 5, and 6. When we were controlled by our old nature, sinful desires were at work within us. And the law rose these evil desires and produced a harvest of sinful deeds, resulting in death. But now we have been released from the law, for we died to it and are no longer captive to its power. Now we can serve God, not in the old way of obeying the law, letter of the law, but in the new way of living in the spirit. Our old man was full of old sinful desires within us. And because we have no control over our own body without the help of God, it aroused evil and, and sinful deeds, which caused us to die spiritually. But now we are released from the law. Now we have died to it. 
We're no longer held captive to this mindset and ways because we serve God. Now we are obeying the spirit and not the law. We are given authority from God immediately to fight ourselves, the flesh. We don't have to wait. We don't have to ask. All we have to do is give ourselves to God and see him pull us through our old mindset. God trusts us from the start. We have to trust God enough to say, I need you. I give you my give myself to you. God is willing to help us if we are willing to deny our ways. Verse 14, 15. So the trouble is not with the law, for it's spiritual and good. The trouble is with me, for I am all too human. I slave to sin. I don't really understand myself, or I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. Paul is saying that the trouble isn't the law. It's us, our flesh, because we become slaves to sin. We stop focusing on God and start and focusing on our sin. Paul even says, I don't understand why I want to, to why I want to do what's right, why I don't want to do what's right, and I do it. Instead, I do what I hate and what my body says is wrong. We all have had this problem, not we all have had this problem. Not wanting to drink, but we drink. Not wanting to smoke, but we smoke. Not wanting to fornicate, but we fornicate because we are made of sin. When we don't surrender to God, we are allowing our body to lead us to sin. Today, if you feel that you don't trust God or that he doesn't trust you, he does. He trusts us more than we trust him and he gives more than we do ourselves to him. He, we place this wall between God and us making God approve himself. And we already did. he already did that. He already proved he loves us and he wants to be in committed relationship with us, but we won't dare give him that because we love sin more. When we finally discover that we need him, that's the very moment we allow ourselves to become his. Surrender to God and he will help you. Prayer. Heavenly Father, help us to do the right things we should be doing and not the things we shouldn't. Please help us to stay in committed relationship with you. Help us to keep our eyes on you and depend on Depend and lean on you for everything. God, we realize we shouldn't desire to sin, but we ask you to help us to lose the chains, lose the chains of sin over our lives. Father, we decree and declare victory over our mind. Father, we, we surrender every aspect of our lives to you. Forgive us of anything we have done. Help us to be more grounded in you. Lord, give us more and more wisdom to study your word. Lord, touch every person reading or hearing this devotional in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So today's topic is victory over everything. See, when you're in a relationship with, with someone, and um, we all know this if you're old enough to know this, if you're hearing this, you you build trust with someone. You, you show them that you're committed. You call every day. You remember their birthday. Certain uh, important events, you're there to say, hey, congratulations. Or if they're not feeling well, you bring them soup. Or you tell them, get well. You, you do those things. So it builds trust. You, you show them that you only love them and no one else. So it builds trust. You, you see what I'm saying? As time go on, you're spending time. You communicate with this person. Every day, you're building trust. But with God... You don't have to do that. He gives you that trust. He, he trusts you. He, he loves you. And the authority that he gives you is immediately. He gives us the power over our sins immediately. But it's up to us to see, okay, he gave me a way not to sin. I shouldn't do it. He gave me a way where I, I, I don't have to cuss this person out. He gave me a way not to, to gluttony. He gave me a way not to gossip with Bob and counting. He gave me a way not to do the things that are sinful. 
but do I trust him enough to say, okay, you're giving me this way, I need to do it? Or do I just do what I want to do anyway? I love this scripture from Paul. I, I, I absolutely, it's my, it's one of my favorite scriptures that he he quotes. Um, let me see if I can find it in here. Let's go to, um, what is that? Hmm. Let's go to Second Corinthians. I think this is Second Corinthians. Um. 15 or 14. Let me check that out real quick before I have y'all going on mad goose hunting. It's not right. Um, it's 14. I have my Bible today. I'm only going to tell y'all to go there because that's not it. Let me just look this up online real quick because I don't want to kill too much time with me. Thinking that is where it is and it's not. It's highly copied. I think I thought I knew where it was, but this is the verse that I think explains the victory part. Okay, go to Romans 7, 14 and 15. Since I got it right here, I'm just gonna read it from my um my uh internet. So go to Romans 7 if you have it. Romans 7. I'm in the NLT seal. Okay, so I'm not going to use the Bible right now, probably a little later. Okay, so the thing is, is that the art of have, sometimes what happens is we have a struggle. Everyone has a vice over sin, but we must lean and trust on God to give us the victory of it. When Christ died, we no longer live by the law. So we no longer had to be subject to living a perfect life because that's what really the law required for us to live a perfect life. But when Christ died, he was like, okay, they're not going to do it. They're not going to be able to live this perfect life. I'm going to be the guy's like, he's going to be the ultimate sacrifice. So he sent him down. He died. He gave us grace and mercy. And he gave us victory immediately over sin. But that victory only comes over when we put the willpower saying no to our flesh. So this certain part of the verse in, says, in Romans 7, 14. So the trouble is not with the law. For it's spiritual, spiritual and good. The trouble's with me. For I am all too human, a slave to sin. We're going to stop right there. We're going to examine that real quick. We all are human. So we're walking around in this flesh and we constantly having these thoughts of lust or, or anger or bitterness or uh, rage, whatever you want to call it. That's what we're feeling. So when we have these feelings, that is fleshly. You become a slave to sin if you don't have any control. And honestly, us being in human bodies, we don't have control. That's why self-control is one of the fruits of the spirit. We have to learn to bear that fruit of self-control and say, no, even though my body wants to do that, I'm going to say no. Even though my body wants to get flat out drunk because I had a, a bad day, no. My body wants to get higher than a kite because I had a bad day, no. I want to do this with this person, no. I'm saying no to myself because God is in control. I gave Christ my body. God lives in me. I am a temple of the Lord. I house the Lord. So I want to keep this clean. And by me keeping this clean, I say no to the flesh. You see what I'm saying? See where I'm going at? But some of us, old nature, past, maybe now, 
We become slaves to sin because we don't know how to gain self-control. And we can't do that until we render ourselves to God. Okay? Verse 15, I don't really understand myself. For I want to do what is right. But I don't do it. See, Paul is saying here, I want to do what's right. I crave to do what's right. I want to do it so badly. Like, I wake up every day for me. I'm going to speak for me. I wake up every day. I want to live a righteous life. I want to live a holy life. But sometimes I slip and I say something wrong or I get angry or I might say this. I might say that. Let's go on. You know, I'm not, you know, simple. You know, I don't go on and on and on. But I'm just using that as an example. I have these things wrong. We all have these things wrong. If we be transparent. The problem with the church is that we don't have enough people saying, I have a problem. We have people who are too busy saying, I am perfect. We have people wearing a mask. Take off the mask. It's not helping no way. It's not even helping you because everyone has a sin. If you're a pastor, you have something that you're struggling with. If you're a bishop, an apostle, a, a prophet, you have something wrong. You have something that you struggle with. You might not commit it because you have the self-control of God and God's living in you. And you know that if you you, you dabble in sin, that this that your, your anointing's tamp, temple. I mean, uh, is 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 your anointing is then what would you call it? The word just slipped my mind. When we sin and you carry anointing and taint it, that's what the word is. When you have the anointing of God and you sin, you're tainting the anointing. You are tainting the anointing. So yes, everyone sin, but they have an urge to sin but some people don't but doesn't mean that urge isn't there okay and paul is saying i want to do what's right but i don't do it i don't do it but instead i do what i hate because we're supposed to hate the sin that makes us want to do this and we're supposed to hate the sin that makes us drink the, the sin that the drunkenness spirit the, the the spirit that wants to do things that it shouldn't do the fleshly things we're supposed to hate those things but then he says but if i know what i'm doing is wrong this shows that i agree that the law is good so i'm not the one doing wrong it's the sin living in me that does it see when we let a door open to sin and y'all have heard me say this before when we let a door open to sin we are causing the enemy to allow Different sins to come in, different spirits to come in. That's why you have some people who are like, I never felt this way before, before, but somehow I'm feeling this way. That's why I tell people, if you go to clubs, be careful when you go to clubs. You shouldn't, you know, you know, but I'm not judging. But if you go to sin, you're opening yourself to all these spirits being in one place. The spirit of lust, the spirit of, of aggravation, the spirit of bitterness, the spirit of jealousy. Even if you go to a library or Walmart, you can run into these spirits. But we must be careful how we open ourselves up because one sin doesn't, one spirit just doesn't come by itself. Oh, here comes old, old aggravation spirit. It's coming by itself. No, aggravation is attached to jealousy. Jealousy is attached to this spirit and this spirit and that spirit. That's why you catch people with all these spirits in them. Then you catch these people that carry these spirits and they don't even know they're carrying it. You don't know why? It's because they left themselves open and the enemy sees that. 
And he says these spirits are away. They carry these spirits. But the thing is that spirits are not going to let you know that they're there. We're going to talk about something a little heavy right now. Spirits are not going to let you know that they're there. Why? Because if a spirit let you know that they're there, you'll get rid of it. So a spirit got to make it look like it's just something wrong. That's why some people say, oh, I'm bipolar. Oh, I'm schizophrenic. Or I'm this way and that way. I'm not saying these people are having caring spirits. This is a this is a mental illness. But some people don't have schizophrenic or bipolar. They're carrying a spirit. And see, these people, what people do is they give these people medication. And so these medications dupe you up. They, they, they make you zook out. They, they, they put me on medication when I was going to therapy. And they zooted me out. Like I was I was spaced out. And see, what happens is when people are spaced out, they don't realize that there's nothing wrong with me. They don't hear Christ saying, it's nothing wrong with you. you. It's nothing wrong with you. Stop taking the medicine. You just need to lean on me more. That's what Christ is saying in your ear. You can have the victory. The victory is right there. I've given you the victory. But it's up to you to lean on me. Come on. Stop taking the pills. You don't need the pills. But until a believer realized or a person realized that I just need Jesus more. I just need to read my word more. I just need to pray more. I just need to give God my emotions. And when we do these things, he can conquer it. He gives victory. Victory is right there for anyone that wants to change. But it's up to us. Do we want to let go of the feel-good sin? Or do we want to keep walking in the way that we walk? See, my manager didn't give me the keys to everything because he didn't trust me. But God is saying, I trust you. Here's the, here's the keys. Here's the, here's the keys to victory. Only thing I need you to do is lean on me because I am giving you what can help you. God is never going to hold anything back that's going to help you. Some people are like, oh, he never blessed me with financial, you know. You know, blessings. Oh, he never gave me a thousand dollars. I asked him for a thousand dollars, man. He never gave it to me. Maybe he thought he knew that if he gave you this thousand dollars after you prayed, you're not going to talk to him. But even when he didn't give it to you, you still didn't talk to him. You still didn't hold your end in the bargain. You still didn't do it. We have to be careful that our victory is right there. He's willing to give it to us. But we, he's actually throwing it at us. But some of us is not even willing to catch it because we're so scared of God. We're so scared to actually say, I need to lean on something much bigger than me. But we're so scared. We're shaking our hands like, no, I don't want it. I'd just rather stay in what I know. I'd rather keep with the devil I do know than to get the new devil I don't know. No. No. What God is handing you is nothing to hurt you. What God is handing you is something to help you conquer your flesh. What God is handing you is a new way to think. What God is handing you is something to kill the flesh. What God is handing you is to enable you to see what you're doing in your life. But we must lean on him for the victory. Gideon, for instance. Just look up the, the Gideon. Let's look up Gideon. Um, he's in Judges. I want us to look at a special part of him. Go to Gideon chapter 6. 
Okay. Then we studied this a couple weeks ago. If you go to Gideon, if you go to Judges 6, verse 14, the Lord turned to him and said, Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hands. Am I not sending you? Chapter verse 15. Pardon me, O Lord, Gideon replied, but how can I save Israel? My clan is weak as in Manasseh, and I'm the least of my family. Verse 16. The Lord answered, I will be with you, and you will strike down Ammonites, leaving none alive. He's giving him the victory. He's telling him he won. And that's what God is telling us in the verse today. He's saying, for sin is a sting that results in death, and the law gives its power. But thank God he gave us victory over sin and death through Lord Jesus Christ. He gave us a victory. When he, gave, when he sent his son down here to die for our sins, people of God, when Jesus carried that cross, when he took the whippings, when he took the hitting in the head, when the, he took the, the snatching of his beard, when he took them nailing him on the cross, he was getting us the victory and he gave it to us when he died and he rose again. But it's up to us to gain it. It's up to us to accept it. It's up to us to claim it. But some of us are too scared to claim it. We keep allowing sin to sting us. we got to remember this. That sin is something we cannot fight. You can be a monk. You can be a priest. You can live on an island by yourself. You still will find a way to sin because that is flesh. Because we can't beat sin. Only God can. Let's look at one more verse. One more reference verse. And that wasn't even a reference verse. Let's go to Romans 8 and 37 real quick. We got a few more minutes. Go to Romans 8, 37. If you got your NLT, that would be great. If you don't, you can read out NIV if you like. But let's go to Romans 8. Okay. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. Let's go to the scripture ahead of this. As the scripture says, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is, our, is, is ours through Christ who loved us. We have the victory, even though people, Christians, People that are saying that your Christian is getting slaughtered or sinners are getting slaughtered every day. We don't have to be slaughtered every day. We don't have to be overwhelmed because our victory is given to us by God through Jesus. That's why when I always tell people, when you fear, uh, uh, feel uh, uh, overwhelming fear that comes over you, say Jesus. Close your eyes and say Jesus. When you're feeling overwhelmed, close your eyes and say, Jesus. Jesus. When you say the name of Jesus, I don't care what you're feeling. It can be self-harm. It could be overwhelming. It could be, I want to go to, to get a drink out of a liquor store. I want to go to the bud, man. I want to go fornicate. 
whatever I want to go gossip with Bob, whatever it is, take a minute before you do it. Take in a deep breath. Jesus. Because his power in his name. His victory right there just in his name. Every tongue will confess. Every person will bow. Because when you hear the name of Jesus, every part of you surrenders. And you don't believe me? I've had, I have done it several times. I've had moments where I'm right there. Like, snap. And I say, Jesus. And a chill and a warmth come over me. It's first a chill and then a warmth. And I know he hurt me. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to take it there. I'm going to smile. I'm going to walk on. Try that. Because our victory doesn't begin us going to church or learning some scriptures and, and, and meditating. No, it begins the moment we give our lives to God and we fully surrender to him. Because the thing is, is that People see God as this mean, mean God, but he's not. He's a very loving God, a very gracious God, very merciful God. And all he wants to do is just love us in every way and help us be better. I hope you all enjoyed this lesson. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed teaching it. Um, I enjoyed teaching about victory. Because I feel like victory and love is two things that church don't talk about. People don't talk about. Sermon, uh, pastors and prophets don't talk about. Because people are too busy trying to make people feel good about blessings and about uh, money. No. Well, you're going to learn here on these podcasts is how to build a relationship with God. How to gain victory in your life. And how to grow spiritually with God. Because growth is what people need. Not money. Growth. Spiritual growth. Knowing that Jesus loved them. Knowing that when you sin, don't stay there. Say, I'm sorry. And move on and move past it. And turn your head away from it. That's what we need. We need people feeding the word of God about spiritual growth. Not feeding them saying, oh, you know, if you give this much, you will get... Uh, um, $10,000, or if you give this much, God will bless you tenfold. He will. But that's not what we're learning here. We're learning about the growth of God. We're learning about how to communicate with God. We're learning how to trust God. We're learning how to let down our walls so we can lean on God more. I pray you all have a blessed weekend or a blessed day. Remember, Jesus loves you. I love you too. Okay, bye.